0: Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Divi chat. Uh This is episode 247, and we're going to talk about how to handle software licenses for your clients. This is a tricky topic and an easy one to get caught out on. So during the show, if you have any comments or your own tips and tricks you'd like to share with the rest of our live viewers and listeners, or uh, those who download and listen to this as a podcast to consume it later, then please type them into the chat and we will air your tips live on the show for everyone. Uh, Because, as you know, from episode 246, this is the show that gives back to the Divi and WordPress community. If you missed it last week, go back, check it out. On to our panel, uh, where some of us are drinking coffee and some I'm on the hot chocolate. Uh, Just need my pipe and slippers. Uh, We'll go around uh, clockwise this evening and we'll start with Mr. Peru. It's
1: Eric hello everybody yeah this is eric here um and i am for the first time coming uh on the show from lima peru so we're yeah. in the santa rosa district of Ooh. lima peru so excited to be here um on divi chat talking about something that really tripped me up uh when i was first getting started so i'm i'm glad we're doing this and um i can be found at divi agency coach as well as in transit studios
2: hey guys sarah oates here from Endure web studios you can catch me at enjoy.com.au or enjoy web on the socials i've realized i've got a theme going on here today in color it just everything seems to be it's all it's just all matching like everything around me it's the same color
1: they're coordinating all happened by
2: accident, but you
1: know,
2: yeah. all the important things on Divi chat.
0: That's it. <laughs> nice. Hey,
3: everyone. Tim Streifler here broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, and wpgears.com where I have my courses and podcasts. So, um, yeah, as Eric mentioned, this is a great topic. Really excited. Uh, about it, I'm going to offer uh, the other end of the of the coin as a product creator. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a great discussion.
0: Lovely. Thanks, Tim. Um, my name's Mike Devitt and I run a web design and SEO company here in the UK called Web Design Pro and for any sports fans this week, we've had the Wimbledon tennis tournament here in London, a place famous for its strawberries and cream and traditions for all white attire for the players. Well, i can guarantee that instead of all white that everything will be all right with your website when it goes live and that you won't be yelling you cannot be serious at us when you see your designs um you can contact us via our website webdesignpro.co and find us on twitter at webdesignpro48 uh so on to our topic then and it's uh, going to be a bit broad as it is long um so we're going to tackle, as we said, how to handle software licenses for your clients. And this may diverge slightly into sort of copyright, copyleft, creative commons and image rights. Um, but first, we're going to talk about theme and plugin licenses. And, and we're really lucky enough to be able to talk about this, as Tim said, as web designers and product creators and what it's like to be on both sides of the fence. And I think it's really important to to see both sides of the fence. Um, Tim is our resident product creator and is going to be helpful for those who may be thinking of this as perhaps a future role for them and how he approaches it as well as how we approach licensing as web designers. So last week, Sarah slayed it when it came to um, defining uh, (laughs) (laughs) what we were talking about with the um, giving back to the WordPress community, Tim, there's no pressure.
2: I'm coming for your job, Jim. He's coming.
0: <laughs> so, uh talking about the licensing and licensing types and things that we uh that we're going to be talking about tonight, Tim.
3: I'm I'm defining.
0: Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs>
3: no pressure yes absolutely so software licensing is basically when you have you bought you purchase a plugin or theme and they give you a little api key that then you input once you add it to your site and that validates that you are a true product owner that you purchased it and you have a legitimate license to use that software on your website and then it unlocks it and opens it up, uh, so that you can, um, use the product to its full extent, and then you can get updates and, and support and all those types of things. And software licensing is not unique to WordPress. Uh, it's been around since software has been around basically. Um, and so with any digital product, there's a lot of pirating that's, that happens, um, where, where people will, will steal the digital product and, uh, redistribute it, resell it. And so software licensing is basically uh, a effort to combat that theft in order to, um, yeah, keep keep your, your business profitable as a, as a software creator and stuff. And so um, I guess where it gets a little tricky, maybe we'll talk about this, is with WordPress being open source and GPL and, and all of that, some people will argue that, oh, software licensing is... Is against GPL, like you know, and some people would even argue that selling software in a GPL world is is against GPL. But um, hopefully, we won't get, go into that much of the boring details of open source and GPL. But yeah, software licensing is just basically adding that little license key onto your product after you purchase it, so that you can get updates and and they can verify that you're a true product owner. So.
0: It's, it's interesting because you can come at this from so many different angles, but let's just start with what it's like as, a, as anybody uh, doing the web design game. And starting from that client meeting where perhaps you've, you might be in a discovery meeting, uh, as a result of discovery meeting or creating a proposal for a client and deciding what plugin licenses or theme you're gonna use, hopefully Divi, um to deliver the website um, and you may have also purchased you may have some subscriptions um, from having purchased things before um, so the first question is do you purchase the license and then sell the license with the website package as part of the deal um, or do you go on and purchase a block of licenses because that's the license you've chosen and then reselling them to a client or do you just purchase what you need at the time so there's the just sort of talking about um, what we do as web designers, um, and there's a number of different ways of uh, of doing things. So, Sarah, how do you approach it with with your clients?
2: Um, it depends. Like, it depends if they're coming on maintenance. That's probably the main thing that okay. it depends on. Um, so, depending if they're coming on maintenance, then they get a bunch of plugins that I have developer licenses for. Included as long as they're with my maintenance. And so, you know, things like Gravity Forms, WP Rocket, Imagify, um, Admin Menu Pro, mind you, you can have the free one. So, there's a bunch of plugins that I like using. I think they make websites work better, they're my preference. And so, I'm always trying to talk people into doing maintenance because it makes my life easier and then I can just put them all on those licenses. But if they decide that they're not going to go with me, then I have to talk to them about plugins. And so when I send the quote, I always have like a little line at the bottom that says, if we decide that particular plugins are required, you will be um, covering the cost of those plugins. Sometimes when I'm quoting, say I'm quoting for like a membership website, I include the first year of whatever plugins we need for that. And I build that into the quote. So <laughs> it's really site by site, right? Like every site is different because for some people, when it's like a membership site, I want them to feel like they pay one price. That price is not going to change for the first year. They're not going to like have and this add-on and this add-on and this add-on and this add-on, but I make it really clear. I'm choosing these plugins. You're going to have this annual cost and that's going to be yours to cover. And so it's kind of that you know, discussion, um, here and there. So it depends. Right. But generally I include Divi as a part of the build, unless it's really clear that they're never going to work with me ever again, then (laughs) I'll tell them they need to buy their own Divi license. Like it's kind of, so it's one of those things. Like if they come to me, they've got barely any money and they say, we just want to use a template. I'll say, no worries. You go buy a Divi license, you pick a layout theme and I'll, build it out for you. You send me the content, I'll put it in there. They buy their own Divi license. They're completely separate. I'll even use like Divi forms. Like I'll just, now that Caldera is gone, like, you know, that's really stuffed things up a little bit. So I'm back to using Divi forms for those kind of people. So for them, I'm like, absolutely everything is separate but where possible, I'm gonna get them on my maintenance and they're gonna go on my developer license. And then if we come across something where they suddenly maybe scope creep, they say, we want this extra thing, then I'm gonna make them pay for the plugin and they're gonna have their own license. Whether or not, (laughs) sorry, there's so many like variables, right? So if they're on maintenance and they say to me, I wanna have events on the website, I like using events calendar. That's great. But every time you use that, you need to buy another license for it. They have like the one, three, something or other, maybe unlimited system. So if you've already got someone on one and they're on maintenance, you're going to bump yours up to three and you're going to charge them for a one. Like that's kind of how I would approach it. So then I start to win because now I'm on a three license. I've got one spare and everyone's paying for their own individual license. But I'm, i'm benefiting because i can put it on a bulk license and so if someone's on maintenance i'm always going to approach it that way i'm not going to buy this person their own individual and this person their own individual i'm going to make the most of the fact they're on maintenance they're with me if they choose to leave me well then that's a whole different discussion and i'm going to have to say you're going to go need to purchase a license to head on your way same as like if someone leaves me and they're on gravity forms and they want to keep gravity forms they're going to need to go purchase their own gravity forms license to head on their way or just not update it. And that's on them. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like that was super all over the place, but I feel like every, everyone is kind of, I a thought that was good. Scenario. I,
3: I will say this, so I don't do a lot of client work anymore these days, but basically what Sarah described is how, how I like to do it. Um, And I, and I guess kind of the way I think about it is my clients don't really care what I use to build the site typically, right? Like they don't know what Divi is. They don't know what Gravity Forms is. And I don't want to spend my time trying to educate them and convince them of that. It's like, they just want a great looking site that they can update themselves, that they can get the proper form data that they need and all of that. And so it's like, I don't spend time telling them what I'm going to be using and what licenses, as long as they're on my maintenance plan i'm going to build it out for them and include everything and then yes yeah, so if they decide not to go with maintenance then I'll, I'll explain that there's these added costs of software licenses you need to get that you know i cover for all my maintenance customers so then it almost for a lot of cases ends up being cheaper to just be on my maintenance plan yeah. that's kind of the whole point point. Um, and that's the benefit of developer licenses and, and unlimited licenses and stuff like that um i just had uh, we just had some construction done at my house building a porch like a simple like concrete patio where there used to be a dirt planter and the contractor didn't spend time telling me like hey like you know I really want to use this concrete here you know it's going to work really great like there's other options he just did the work right like yeah we he knew what what we wanted it to look like but he just did it using his tools his methods and i didn't worry about it like i don't i don't care like i'm busy doing my thing running my business i don't care what you use to make a concrete porch, just get it done, you know? And I feel like that for a lot of cases, that's how clients feel. And so I'm not against like having, you know, clients buy their own licenses and stuff. I think it can be a a good thing in certain scenarios, but I think at the end of the day, clients don't want to spend their time trying to like, learn what this stuff is when that's why they hired us. So. Sometimes
2: you see the red flags though, right? Like, so, you know, you see the client that like comes and they're like, Got one maintenance, and you know, there's just like the red flags. And you think this person is not sticking around, like, this person's a pain <laughs> in the ass, like, they're going to fight me on things. Sometimes I'll preempt that by like kind of just being extra cautious. Maybe I'll still put them on Gravity Forms, I'll still put them on WP Rocket, but maybe I won't put them on some other sort of developer license or something. Like, I'll just preempt everything where i need to mm, i might put them on their own thing because i don't want to have to fight them later like get them used to the fact they have to annually pay for this specific part of it or something like that i think sometimes you just have to kind of gauge or then sometimes you have like a nonprofit and they have no money and they're doing the very best they can and they can pay a portion of it but you can see like they might bugger off but they can't afford whatever it is and then maybe you know you donate your license to this charity who doesn't have the money to kind of work towards it maybe not like that
0: yeah i like that because it's kind of like every client is different and so what you're doing is you're you're i think the way i tend to approach it is that i i look at the situation with somebody where i think is this the type of person that is going to want to log into their website and start dabbling and start doing Mm. things afterwards um, and they do they really want ownership or do they just yep. not care at all a bit like tim said I, I don't care just just build me a website i don't care that you're you're putting this plugin on i'm not going to read the terms and conditions how many people have you come across where you've sent them of a proposal and you've spent ages putting in the, each plugin what it costs all this all the terms and conditions and then i tend to put on there that the license is owned by web design pro for example as in you know we are you know for as long as you stay with us um, yeah. but if you leave us the license key will be removed and and that is it's kind of a, a a drawback with that because you know they're not going to read that and the last yeah. thing you want to do is to draw attention to negatives when you're trying to get a contract signed yeah. so it's kind of like it's the oh uh, i mean i've come across it before where um i've had clients not come not come over to me because they've realized that they're going to have to pay for licenses from their previous developers. So they've come to me and they've yeah. said, "Look, here's a login to my website. Please take a look at it for me. We're really having trouble at the moment with the existing developer. Um can you just give can you look over it for us and tell us what the situation is and what you would do?" And I say, "Well, you've got X amount of licenses here, X amount of hundreds of pounds of licenses that are, do you are these in your name?" And they'll say no." we've just been given the website and I'm saying well those licenses will then be removed and then you're in trouble when you want any when any, any updates so yeah. it's it's kind of that like that situation so I tend to um come back to treat each person differently and if somebody really wants to take ownership then I tend to think right okay let's get everything in their name then because they're highly likely that they're going to want to do everything by themselves and if they need any help they can come to me and i know the license is in their name and it's it's an easy separation if you like if ever they they want to do that and for those clients that want me to look after everything for them then that's great we're quite happy with that and then we're into that situation So you can kind of
2: gauge that a little bit by I think the red flag would be if someone comes to you and says I'm really unhappy with my previous developer I reckon they're the people that you want to like get yourself ready for the fact that they're gonna be unhappy with you at some point because that's just how they are and that's okay like that's just the way it's gonna go but yeah maybe those are the people that you deliberately don't put pain for yourself if it does separate in the future Whereas the people yeah. that come along and are like, I don't know, like I just need a yeah. website. <laughs> like,
0: that's it. That's it. You yeah, okay. maintenance,
2: that's fine. No worries. Like, you know, you kind of, you can gauge it yeah. that way.
0: Absolutely. Eric, how do you handle it uh, with uh, with your business?
1: So our goal um, with every client is to lead them into the best monthly recurring revenue program that we have yeah. that's going to help them.
2: He's so this man. I love
1: an <laughs> I want them on monthly recurring revenue, um and so we, like Sarah and, and Tim, you said, like we include the the licenses. Now I used to do the same thing where I used to try to figure out all the licenses ahead of time, and and actually I just like you can hardly do that um because sometimes you get into a project and you just. You just yes. discover, like, I just need this license. Um, but we have terminology in our contract that um, there are software licenses and software could include plugins, themes, da da. Because da. if you just put plugins, people don't. The average yeah. person doesn't know what that means. Um, and so, you know, software licenses um, and on maintenance and hosting, it's included. If you're not on a maintenance and hosting, it could cost you, you know, uh, you know, three to seven hundred and fifty dollars, you know, three hundred to seven hundred and fifty dollars a year. Um, because if you have a big WooCommerce site that has a bunch of WooCommerce yeah, extensions, that can get very expensive very fast if you're calculating shipping and you got a plugin that does this and a plugin that does that, like WooCommerce can get really, really, really scary, or not really scary. It can get, it can get really, really expensive, Um, yeah, and scary. So I use it as a sales. (laughs) I use it as as a sales technique. Yeah, nice. um, To bring people over to monthly recurring revenue because it's it's better for them, and then we have you know developer licenses and stuff like this. But I do want to say for people that are listening to this that are just starting out. Um, and, and you're just getting started building websites. My first couple times where I lost money on a, a website was I didn't do enough due diligence and discover all the plugins that I was going to need that at that yeah. point in time I didn't own. Um, yeah. And what I, I so my suggestion is take take a little bit more, when you get an opportunity to quote a website, you're going to be, you're so excited. um, Especially when you're new to this. Um, Always take the extra time to really plan it out, map it out, research some plugins, get a ballpark for price and add that price to that first project. Um, It's okay to make the first client pay for your uh, developer for your agency license. You know, for the agency license is, you know, $400 for something you get to use it on unlimited sites. You know who pays for that? The first, first client that he, it. that's right. Um, and but also,
2: you can just pay for one license. So when you're like starting out, if you're yeah. testing a plugin out, most plugin developers will allow you to buy a one license and then upgrade um pro Rider, and so like say like a one license is 49 dollars, but then like unlimited is 250. I think that's like WP rocket ish or maybe they've changed their prices but like you can do the one license test it on your first client see how it's going and then when you get your second client then you up it to like unlimited because you feel really happy so like because I've made the mistake where I've done unlimited with some and then like hated the plug and then you think oh, yeah. I went straight to unlimited. I could have just yeah. done the one. It's different if there's a sale on like, you know, Black Friday's coming up, for example, like it's different if there's a sale on, but it's okay to just do the one license and then you can contact support for most of them and say, I'd like to go up to unlimited. Can you give me the credit for what I've already paid? So that's another yeah. approach keep going. No, that's, right a,
1: good, that's a good tip. Something I, I've actually not thought of. That's a really good idea. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, so that's my approach, you know, when I can have an agency license on something, um, I'm going to, it's great, I don't mind paying those annually, uh, maintenance, you know, a hosting and maintenance plan covers all of those. Um, and then I guess you just probably need to keep a list though, if you do offboard. you know, a, a client to go in and remove those licenses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because
2: some you can do externally, like WP Rocket, you can go into WP Rocket and remove sites from the website, which is really useful. (laughs) But there's some you have to remove the license inside the website before you hand the website over. Or it yeah. just keeps your license and it's really like you're just kind of like, oh, well, I guess you're just on my developer license because you don't oh, have no. the ability to get rid of it. So, yeah, just, so um, so
3: my system um, can, can you can uh, remotely deactivate sites from using your license. Um, and yeah. so I use easy digital downloads, which is what like, I, I don't know, the majority of Plugin developers use um it's definitely the most common elegant themes does not use it they have a custom thing elementor was using it i don't know if they still are um so any company that's using easy digital downloads to power their store and software licensing that capability to like log in and see all the sites that are using your license to make sure no one's stealing it and then also being able to remotely deactivate it so
2: that one actually uh, like this is kind of a random bug thing but um one thing i noticed with a website recently was when i transitioned it from the dev version over to the live version um it still had it like this was for a plugin where i just had a one license it transitioned over but the license was still stuck in the dev website and inside the website it wouldn't let me remove that license. I don't know why. Like I've had this little bug lately where when I move, I can't deactivate from inside the website. Anyway, I had to go into the actual developer's website, remove that website, and then I could reactivate it in the live one. But I hadn't realized it wasn't receiving updates for like the last six months or something like that. Because um, you know, when you're doing updates externally, you don't get that notification that says that it's not letting you do the update. You kind of just, I don't know, you don't really think about it that much. Um, So that's just like a a little thing, like make sure that if you've moved it from dev, it might be stuck on the dev website as being the license and therefore you don't have an active license on them.
1: That's a good thing. That's a good thing to add to your standard operating procedures to your checklist of launching a site. I don't know if we mentioned that. We did that a a few episodes ago. I don't know if we mentioned that, but if you don't have it already, go to your standard operating procedures, oh. go to your checklist and add update licenses when when migrating a site, because I've done yeah. that where I've left it. Um, Easily and done. you go in and remove them. Because yeah. I tell you what, if I go into my Divi, uh, Divi life right now, um, I, I probably have several sites that are staging sites that oh, yeah. uh, have been deleted by now. Yeah, yeah and, and
3: that's and that's common for sure with, uh, because yeah, you don't typically in order for it to like unregister it, you have to like hit the deactivate button either on the site or in the the the, the port the, the company's portal, um, but yeah, ideally, like you deactivate it before migrating, and then the license key is still saved, and then you just <sighs> hit activate. That's probably the smoothest way. Just of how. The software licensing works This uh,
0: tip from Tim yeah because
3: most most plugins it's like saving like the license key uh is saved there but not activated kind of thing and so it's almost like a two-step like you save and activate and you can deactivate and it sometimes depending on the plugin it might clear it out sometimes it won't so anyways the smoothest thing is to yeah deactivate it before migrating but um, yeah. yeah every plugin is a little just, bit different uh, depending on how they build it out yeah
0: let's just uh rewind slightly we've got a couple of things in the chat tonight so uh i think this is uh i think this is is it clayton mayo i think it is it says uh if you put the license in your client's name do you retain access to assure those plugins are updated and paid each year assuming they are paying you for site support um what I do in that situation is um if the client is paying for it then we make sure it's uh, the client is getting the renewal so uh in terms of me getting access to it if if they're usually if they renewing then it's rare that you then get a new license key it's just they will renew the plugin if you yeah. then go into it and they're on a maintenance deal with you um then uh, what you'll find is that you'll you'll you know um If it's not upgrading for whatever reason, it'll usually say, you know, you don't have a license for this, an active license for this. And then you can contact the client and say, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you you need to uh, check your emails because it looks like this license has lapsed.
2: That is one really tricky thing. Um, if you have a client who you've told them you guys need to pay for the license for this thing. So there's a plugin called event on, which I use sometimes on event websites and it's a nice plugin, but the, it requires two factor to log in and it's a pain in the butt. So (laughs) every time, and, and it's one of those ones, it will not update. Like, I don't know why, but it makes you go download the update for any add ons. And then upload it manually it's a really stupid system i like the plugin except for this part of it and so when the client pays for it the problem is you've got to log into the event on account as them which requires two factor So, that then you can get onto it to download the update. And so, I have my own event on, which I have a maintenance client on. I'm really kicking myself that I didn't put this other client on my own account because it means I have to log in as them every time there is an update. So, sometimes just kind of thinking through that process of which you won't know, right? Like, I didn't know until I came across updates coming and found that they're not just running correctly on their own. So, you're not going to know that, but thinking through, is this going to be a pain for me? Have to log in as that person. If I need, say you need support. So you've got a in. you need some support for that plugin. You need to log into the website generally as that person to be able to access support. Um, and I guess thinking through, is that going to be a problem? Are you going to be happy to, for your client to know that you're dealing with support? Because sometimes you kind of want to do stuff, not on the slide, but without your client having That's to worry them. about the fact yeah 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 or not concerned oh my gosh is there something wrong with my website like sometimes it's not that big of a deal but you just need to like deal with something is it going to be okay for you to log in as them or are they going to then need to know about it are they going to end up with 500 transcripts because you've asked some dumb question you know like i guess thinking through that stuff is important as you're making these choices
0: yeah and then getting that uh, thing at the end if you're dealing with their support where you go and rate their support <laughs> and they've given you like a really good answer and then the client's yeah. getting a thank you for our five-star review and they're like I didn't do anything Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, Sometimes so you, yeah. You, you like ask your questions really different because you're like I'm pretty yeah. sure they're going to get a transcript of this <laughs> so
0: I'm like, oh yeah yeah yes yeah, so I have been a number of different people in my lifetime <laughs> Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So, just we'll we'll have it happen
3: all the time with um, product support where uh, web designers or developers will purchase something in their client's name with their client's email. Yeah. Or maybe with their email, but under their client's name. So, we're communicating with them. But it's their client's name. And so we're trying to figure out who's who and who's – and it's, it's Are we confusing. actually talking
2: to the client or the developer?
3: Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. yeah. I mean, my advice as just like a web designer but also as a product creator is like buy them in your own name. Do what Eric yeah. said. You know, have your first client – Pay for the unlimited license, the first client that needs it, or, you know, you can buy a single site and upgrade later. And then just don't bother your client with getting those (laughs) renewal emails and support question emails and them having to figure out, wait, who bought this? Do I need it? You know, just, yeah. Yeah. Again, this is all assuming that they're on your maintenance plan.
2: Well, if they choose to leave you, then you just have a list at the end that says, okay, you're leaving, no worries. Here is a link link to all of these places. You need to go get a WP Rocket, a Gravity Forms, or whatever it is. Send them the affiliate link or just a regular link, whatever. Send them there and say, please go purchase this. Send me your API. I will switch it over for you and hand it over to you. And at that point, then you can... the switch over often it's only like four or five licenses at max unless it's something like woocommerce then and like even if it is wp rocket they can just go to like a free cache. like it's not that big of a deal and they just pay for the ones they actually need so yeah i think yeah it's not that hard to ask them to go buy the license and you can switch it for them as you hand it over
3: yeah and if you if you do that in a really helpful as well as like clearly outline what they need that might mm-hmm. end up helping you save them as a maintenance client
2: yeah um, so a discussion. like oh, I didn't realize
3: yeah mm-hmm. there's a discussion in the the admin bar Facebook group where someone was saying like I got my first client who wants to leave my maintenance plan what do I do and um, <laughs> Stephanie chimed in a couple of people chimed in and everyone the general consensus is be as helpful as possible and yeah. help them transition because yeah. they might be back and yeah. so you know, it's like you might be tempted to, like, you know, be a little bitter and be like, Here, you got to go do it yourself. Like, <laughs> here's your backup file. Figure out how to
0: migrate yeah. yourself. You know, it's amazing actually, just on that subject, how many um, developers I've come across over the time that get, you know, even if you try and contact them developer to developer, uh, some can be really helpful and others can be yeah. just really terrible. And they and they forget that they're still serving their client and all they're doing is causing the client to solidify their opinion yeah yeah that it healthy. wasn't great wasn't great working with them in the first place i'm um, just going i had
2: the to- reverse of that one time where someone was leaving me and i wasn't trying to be an asshole like i was just i said like this is the stuff that needs to happen blah 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 i ended up getting an like a phone call from the person's brother that was like listen you need to hand over our files i was like i'm not (laughs) trying to hold on to your files like i just said like this is the process that's all they just
3: assume the worst
2: (laughs) yeah so i think sometimes people have a bad experience and they're like ready for you to be a nice. complete jerk when yeah so the more you can be upfront with saying happy to help you this is how it works no yeah. issues like they don't understand
1: yeah they don't understand when they're like can you send me all the files yeah what, what you don't you have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> no.
0: it's
2: not quite <laughs> yeah. how it works but like
1: it's like here's know. a
0: couple of them <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah uh, so i've been on the other end of that as someone who was replacing the previous developer and i had that yeah. developer dragging their feet and intentionally yeah, making things hard. difficult and at one point i i like was very blunt i'm like look this isn't complicated like please stop dragging your feet and just send me what i need and then yeah after after that he gave me everything and it was a smooth process oh.
0: <laughs> don't mess but, with tim yeah. <laughs> well, will yeah
3: because it was he was i i think i literally said stop wasting everyone's time because that's yeah. exactly what he was doing so
0: yeah. yeah and and it's the silent treatment that's the, the that's the worst isn't it In you when you're trying to to deal with the situation because Ooh. all you want to do is is get that client started and you can't because someone's yeah. got access to the, the domain which is the worst one that's the worst yeah. one but um just going back in the chat here um so um clayton did um confirmed that that was him that's clayton mayo and um, what he does is he sometimes creates a unique gmail for the client uh and they both retain access to that gmail um, mm-hmm. but he monitors it and uses it for this kind of situation but you know like uh, like us all always searching for the for the best way to uh to deal with it
2: Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that at one point and again, two factor like bit me in the bum at some point because I was creating too many and it didn't want my phone number attached to so many Gmail addresses. I can't even remember, but it like stopped me in my tracks. And then if the client ends up with the phone number, if you haven't logged in in a while, you end up needing the two factor, like two factor can be a really big problem when it comes to all this stuff. And you think it's a solution, but then three months down the track, you know like if you're not logging into that gmail all the time you end up having problems so yeah it's a good idea yeah. like it, it is- does make it really smooth to hand it over afterwards which is great but it doesn't always work so
1: yeah we used to do the same thing and it was and it, and then it just got to be too much like i i had so many gmail addresses and stuff like that and, yeah. it, and it wasn't working um so now and 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 really it was, we used to do it for things like, you know, setting up people's like G, you know, um, Google Business Analytics. Profile and, and Google Analytics and Google Search Console. But now you can ease, it's so easy to add users and transfer ownership and stuff like that. We have a yeah. generic Gmail address, um, then a, just a, in transit studios at gmail.com. And then for each client, what we do is use the thing where you can do the plus. So you do Intransit Studios uh, plus client name at gmail.com. So it's still one email address, but it makes search for and filtering those very, 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 very easy. And Um, you can
3: create additional accounts except Cloudflare. Cloudflare says, no, 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 you can't do that. Like if you do like, you know, Tim Stryfler at gmail.com and then Tim Stryfler plus client name at gmail, like they'll say, nope. Like they recognize that <laughs> trick, <laughs> but yeah, they're the only ones. Other places you can have multiple accounts with the same email using the plus uh, differentiator.
2: Yeah, yeah. Steph yeah, said she knows cool. something similar. Um, she said my email is a catch-all address, so I create an email on the fly, client name at mydomain.com. I think all of that's a great idea in terms of search and same like it's it's same system as basically. Um, what Eric's got going, but it still doesn't hundred percent answer the question. Like if you then hand it over, you've still got the same issue. Like, like that's nice that it's all within that thing. But then at some point you're going to have to change all of those accounts to a new email address if you hand them over to their own thing. So I don't know if it like, in my mind, what's the difference between that other than for search, what's the difference between that and me just using my like
0: admin at whatever yeah yeah okay so let's just uh go off into sort of developer world a bit i know tim's slightly touched on it because we are already 40 minutes into our into our (laughs) licensing discussion and we haven't talked about anything about the developer world yet yeah um uh, so Tim, so sort of as a developer sort of plugins and the themes, if I gave you 10 seconds to answer this question, yeah. 10, <laughs> seconds all, 10 seconds is all you're going to get. Uh, What's the best model for, um, for, for licensing a, a, a lifetime deal or subscription based license package? I know. Um, yeah,
3: I would say subs- you definitely want subscription. So when I started selling Divi products, WordPress as a whole was doing, like per site licenses and annual renewals but like any divi specific products were being sold as unlimited lifetime and that was it there wasn't any and they were cheap so it was like 20 dollar product and you get to use it on unlimited sites and put it lifetime when i launched divi overlays in 2017 i was like okay like i spent a long time building this like a lot of effort went into this like i'm not going to sell this for 20 bucks for unlimited sites forever so I did single site, three site, unlimited site, and it was an annual renewal. Um, And then I initially didn't have lifetime, but enough people requested, so then I did do lifetime. Um, But you always want lifetime to be like minimum, like two, two X, whatever your uh, equivalent annual is. So you're gonna get at least two years up front. Um, Some people will say, don't do lifetime. Because it 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 creates a support burden later down the road and stuff like that. Um, you always want just annual and stuff, and that may be true. However, there's you don't know like what's going to happen a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Like in in the like web design world, people are constantly jumping ship and changing from Divi to this software and then yeah know, from this software back to Divi and blah blah blah. So it's like. Why wouldn't you want to collect 2x, 2.5x yearly recurring revenue up front rather than take the risk that they're going to continue renewing, not because your product is good or bad, but just whether or not they're even going to be in the same page builder community. So I kind of just modeled after Elegant Themes. Okay, Elegant Themes has an annual and they have a lifetime. So as long as Elegant Themes continues to have lifetime, then I'm going to always have lifetime for my products most of the time. actually yeah all the time um and so <laughs> yeah i was like wait do i have this not so lifetime so i was like yeah. <laughs> um so, anyways, so i mean yeah if, if you're someone who's <laughs> looking to create and sell products um you definitely don't want only lifetime
2: yeah
3: um you want to have annual and then you want to have a lifetime option and and part of it too is just like marketing sales psychology because if you only have something for 129 dollars it's like wow, that's expensive. But if the price starts at twenty four dollars a year for one site, then it goes to forty nine for three sites, seventy nine for unlimited sites per year, and then one twenty nine for lifetime unlimited. Yeah. Well, lifetime, oh, that makes sense. Like that's actually a really good value. Suddenly, that one twenty nine is not expensive anymore. Now yeah. it's the best value. And so, um, anyways, that's kind of the the model. So, in I, I I think I'm coming to the end of my ten seconds. Um (laughs) but yeah, in my opinion,
2: like uh
3: I think definitely catering towards um people that are creating websites for clients, so web designers and developers. So offering an unlimited, like for example, Elementor, I don't know, a couple of years back or so, they got rid of their unlimited license and um put it at a thousand sites and everything. If you do the math, it's like three bucks per site or something Mm -hmm. like that. But like it's just that psychology of like yeah. I can't create unlimited sites with this license, and it suddenly yeah. it doesn't feel like as good of a deal. So it's like, are you really going to limit it to a thousand when most people are probably going to do? Yeah, like, like how many people are sites? actually
2: doing a thousand? <laughs> right, but like surely right. some will, but we will all but
3: we want, want to. So minuscule, we all want to yeah <laughs> so anyways i think it's kind of silly to put caps on it like that just do unlimited yeah. like you know if you get to the maybe, maybe elementary was at the point where like people were abusing it i don't know like you don't know what happened yeah, i guess maybe if
2: people are selling it like on selling that to other people for really cheap then maybe that's like where you hit that limit but like if people are actually just using it for their own clients like good on you if you've got over a thousand clients like great like yeah but there's not gonna be that many of them Right.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's like I'll, I'll come across people who have one of my products on like a couple hundred sites and that's like, whoa, like that's rare. You know, most of the yeah. time it's like 30, 40, yeah. you know, maybe.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, 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 as a, a designer I, and I'm looking for um, whatever deal that there is to help me make the most profit in my business, if you like, and uh, but also not have to think about perhaps renewing licenses when the uh-huh. subscription model came along, um, as opposed to yeah. say the lifetime deal, and I've been waiting for elegant things to change Divi's yeah. subscription model. Cause Nick did kind of talk about it and he did yeah. kind of say that it could happen, but nothing has happened as yet. And maybe when the new version comes out, they might be thinking of doing something like that. I don't know. Um, but I do like to have the option of a lifetime deal. I think it's very attractive um providing it's not something ridiculous and i've seen something some uh products that are ridiculous when they when they do lifetime deals but at the same yeah. time like i'm $1, not $1. A, i'm <laughs> i'm not a product creator so i i then think well hold on a second i need to support that product creator as well so if i've got a lifetime deal, if i look at the value of my lifetime deal with divi it's I mean I just look at it and I think well how many sites have I created with Divi and how what's the value it's been brilliant and I think that's a kind of almost what Nick was partly saying when he was on our show um saying you know this is this is a very very good deal for people so we do have to stop and think about it and then when they introduced introduced Divi Cloud there's a there's a free version of it, and then there's a subscription based version of it. So maybe that was them dipping their toes in the water and thinking about uh, about yeah. doing that. But I think in order to support um, uh, anybody moving uh, a product forward, they should be seeing that regular income in, so that you've got a regular amount of developers behind a product um, that are being paid to to look after it. You know so that the people in the uh, in the industry aren't being let go because all of a sudden everybody's jump ship to 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 something else and there is so much choice out there now um so like i said i think as a as a as a designer i'm very much attracted to a lifetime deal with something but as sarah said sometimes you can buy a lifetime deal and then never use it
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, that's
0: true um i th- can only think of the one lifetime deal that i I, I thought was everybody was jumping on before the company was bought out twice and that was uh, mm. advanced custom fields so when that was on a, on a lifetime deal um it was then bought by delicious brains uh and they've been bought out by was it wp engine i can't remember mm-hmm. yeah um WP engine. yeah so um And everybody's like, oh, that means my lifetime deal has gone out the window. And this is everybody's running around with a barrier saying save my lifetime deal. Um, and so, you know,
3: and that's the thing is that I think is kind of ridiculous where it, it has happened where companies will buy a product and then not honor the lifetime. But it's like, when you're buying a company, it's like you're buying the assets and the liabilities, and so you need it's like you have to honor that because that's part of what you're you're purchasing you can't just purchase the good stuff you know um and and the the thing too about like uh basically the reason why people the companies don't like honoring that when they acquire a product or whatever is because of the supposed support burden but at least from my experience the people with lifetime licenses that are power users that are using, it you on know, a ton of sites and have been for years, oftentimes yeah. they're, yeah, they might have support tickets here and there, but they're not the ones that my support techs are spending a lot of time with, you know, those are typically the ones with a single site license that are beginners. They're not web designers yeah. and they need a lot of handholding. The professionals yeah, that's
2: interesting.
3: don't typically need support very often. So
2: yeah if i'm putting support in say to like divi life it's generally a bug like i've generally debugged it as much as i can debug it before i'm putting a support ticket in because i get to the point where i can't move this forward without developers so i think at that point the developers need to know anyway and so you're not actually putting a burden on you're actually helping solve an issue and you've probably started the process where they don't then have to replicate 500 things. They're kind of a couple steps further in the process. Yeah.
3: So it's like charging Sarah because she's a lifetime member, charging her again (laughs) so that she could put in a support ticket to tell me that there's a bug like.
2: (laughs) Yes. So Essential (laughs) Grid, for example, is one of those ones where their support. So I use Essential Grid on lots of websites. You can only buy individual licenses. Really annoys me. You can only buy individual licenses, and then the support only lasts for six months when you purchase a license. So, my little workaround with that one at the moment is they do have an annual subscription where you can buy a license on an annual subscription, and that support stays for that whole year. So, I buy one annual subscription, which is my support subscription. <laughs> And then every site has its own individual license. It's such a stupid system. I think they're rotting the system. It feels really unfair to people like me who use lots and don't bug their support unless I really need their support. But um, yeah, I think they're one of the ones where I feel like it's a really unfair system to developers, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um steph's put in the chat that the l stands for the lifetime of the company not your lifetime uh uh, yeah that's a that's an interesting perspective yeah i i
3: i mean to answer that uh, honestly i would say l should stand for the lifetime of the product right so if the product is just completely discontinued no longer developed it's like all right well people that have lifetime that's kind of sucks but obviously if there's a uh, if they're completely discontinuing it, then there's a reason. Not There's not a lot of usage, that sort of thing. But if the product gets acquired, well, that product is still very much alive. So that lifetime yeah. deal should be alive with it. Um, yeah. So
2: One thing yeah. that some people offer is... Um, so I've used like a testimonial plugin for a particular website. We needed this particular one. I'm never going to use it again. We bought like a one website license, but they offered lifetime for one website license. So there's also... Like, I think we often think of lifetime being um, developer lifetime, but you can get lifetime for like a one website. Um, And so for this website, it felt like a really good deal. I think we had to pay something like three years worth of renewals to get lifetime. But I figured for that one website, I'm never going to use it again. I'm never going to want to upgrade. But being able to have lifetime and no, I don't ever have to worry about the renewals of that website. The client can go on their way. They never have to worry about the renewals of the website. They were happy to pay for that lifetime license. That ended up being a really good deal. I don't know if we get support for lifetime, but we get updates for lifetime. So just checking the like the fine details of like, are you gonna need support? Does it include support? is it just for one website that, that kind of thing but it, i thought it was a really good economical choice to pay three years up front knowing then they've got the license forever um, yeah. and sometimes the yeah. client is happy to make that decision yeah for you
0: i wonder what will happen if uh elegant themes do decide to go down the road of doing the subscription based model and how that would so going back to tim's point about anybody that's bought like a lifetime deal i know that my my gut feeling is that they'll support anybody that, that that's bought that but uh, for those clients that have turned down your maintenance contract over the years let's just say just forward wine to the future here um they're never going to be able to potentially upgrade their websites if there is that complete change in licensing model as well and that key you maybe have to have a new api key or something like that with 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 a brand new version who knows um but we've all had that luxury of creating our divi websites of adding our license key to it as we're building it and then i don't know about uh, everybody here but i've never been too worried if that client um has disappeared and gone off um somewhere i've not said oh i must have my divi license key back um and maybe this will you know uh, if they do something that might create a control around it, uh, and make it slightly, slightly more difficult, but, um, maybe ETC as part of uh, the USP, I don't know. Um, but it will be really interesting to see what they do, um, going forward, because as we said a few weeks ago, it's all been very quiet lately. Uh, and you kind of think something's coming, something's brewing. So, uh, I yeah. think, uh, we'll definitely be yeah. something. I, I don't know if they'll
3: ever get rid of lifetime, but if they do, like, I can probably say with a hundred percent confidence that they'll never stop honoring previous lifetime licenses. So, yeah, they're never going to start, you know, pull the switcheroo. Like that's not Nick Roach's style. Like they built up such an incredible reputation over the last whatever decade and a half that they've been in business. And so, yeah, yeah, they'll continue honoring. All yeah. of us who have lifetime licenses. I actually never even paid for my lifetime license. I was an Elegant Themes member since I think 2010 or 11 and wow. um, Nick Roach did a contest. This is like way back <laughs> in the day. And I won a free life, like before they sold, I don't <laughs> think they were even selling the lifetime <laughs> license yet. But they, wow. they had a contest, and so I like won a free upgrade to Lifetime. <laughs>
1: it,
2: was, it
3: was so funny when I told that to Nick a few years ago, him and Kenny were cracking up because it's like, all this time, I've been such a heavy
0: power user, and I haven't really did, paid for it. And for you it. never paid for it. Can you yeah. remember what the contest was, uh, Tim, that you, uh, what I was could, it, I you could could send in a description of something or other? Or- I don't remember exactly what it was. Let me
3: see if I can find it. But have yeah, a, a thing think. <laughs> while, uh,
0: while I have a look at the comments. So uh, Nancy's asking, actually, and this is probably um, uh, Tim, you might be able to answer this, um, where is a good course on how to build and sell plugins for Divi? Um, I do I know one, that. actually, but go on, go
3: on, Tim. I haven't seen I haven't looked for one. I haven't seen one that teaches you building and selling um yeah. or, or at least like the business side so i've seen courses that will teach you how to like build modules for example um or teach you how to build child themes or whatever but um i've thought about doing like that exact course but um i i just don't know if there's enough interest because it's pretty pretty niche um mm. but
0: yeah yeah um well i i pretty certain that they're on uh, Divi Space um that you can uh i think you can or maybe it was building modules maybe it was building mo- modules i'm trying to remember now but I'm, there was definitely something that i, yeah, that I, I saw something modules. it was building modules yeah sorry i've got that mixed in with plugins um yeah so uh that uh i think that cover pretty much covers the chat so we are four minutes away from from an hour and we haven't touched images so we are gonna not do images this week um so um firstly if you're in the in the chat and you uh, carlos has been uh, encouraging everybody to uh, like and smash the uh, like button uh and uh, and if you want to subscribe to the show that would be great um if you'd also like to give us a review if you go to ratethispodcast.com forward um, slash we would love to um, get uh, a nice review it really helps us um, come back every week um and um, and share our our experiences with you um so um on to final thoughts um around licensing uh, and any sort of uh things to look out for and um any sort of traps that you might have fallen into uh with licensing in the past and and anything you just want to share eric is there anything else you want to add
1: yeah um i would say I, i'll just reiterate what i said earlier before you give a quote for a project, especially if you're just getting started out and it's the first time you're gonna do a, something, somebody wants some functionality and website you've you're not done before. Research, research, research some options. Um, even if you don't know exactly what plugin you're gonna use, know, know what the most expensive one is and, and add that to your quote. Um, and then always let people know uh, hey this website is going to be this amount plus possibly this much for software licenses you may not need it you may need it and then build a buffer in that way you're covered um yeah that would be my thought
0: lovely thanks Eric Sarah
2: uh I'll piggyback on that and just say um I think it's really important to set up up front what the annual costs are for licenses. And so the client knows really clearly, this is how much the annual cost of licenses is. If you go with me, this is how much it will be. If you don't go with me, this is how much it will be. So they kind of get the idea because there will be some plugins that are just included in your maintenance and there will be some that'll be additional. And so just giving them a really clear upfront, um, bit of information and choice, I think is really important. Um, So you might say to them, like, we need an event plugin. We've got these two options. I recommend you go with this one. It's got an annual cost of this. There's this one. It's got an annual cost of this and allowing them um, a little bit of inclusion in the decision um, can be good. Sometimes that can cause issues. Don't recommend something you don't actually recommend. Um, But being able to say to them upfront, and I think trying to get upfront with getting them on your maintenance so that you don't end up in the situation further down the, the road where either they say, Hey, I didn't know I was going to have to pay for WP rocket or gravity yeah. or whatever, yeah. or so that early on they say, Oh, well, that's a great deal. I'll just go on your maintenance. Um, I think getting that conversation out of the way earlier is going to bite you in the bum far less than if it's part of the conversation further down the road.
0: Cool. And what about from, uh, from your side, Tim, from the product creation?
3: Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I guess kind of from both the points of view, do yourself and your clients a favor. And if you think it's a, a website or a, a product you're going to use on multiple sites buy the unlimited, buy the lifetime license, it makes your life easier. It makes your client's life yeah. easier and it makes developers life easier as well because you're basically investing in in that plugin and it yeah we're able to grow our businesses and and everything so um yeah i i think that the the developer licenses for products are a super good value and it's it's kind of a win-win-win yeah. for for all parties so
2: yeah that's yeah. why we have
3: them um so yeah Yep.
2: Sorry, uh, I have one more one more thing just to check in really, really quickly, it. which we yeah. have not talked about at all and maybe we'll do on a whole different episode is document, document, document everything. So if you yeah. like I'm using Airtable at the moment, you can use whatever the hell you want to use, but have an Excel sheet, have a something where when you add a plugin to a website note down, What the plugin is what website is on how many licenses do you have when is it going to renew how much is it going to renew for and put in a link save yourself a ton of time and put in a link to the account area of that website so that then further down the road if they decide to leave you've got a list really quickly that you can provide to them but equally for yourself when something doesn't update and it says you need to like log in for some reason it's a one click instead of what was the account and then you're searching your email and then you're trying to work out was it unlimited like you know it gets very confusing so if you document that as you go you'll save yourself a ton of time
0: fabulous well there you go everybody um thank you all for attending our little show tonight um and uh uh we will we we did promise you we did say that we've got a uh a a good a, a really a, a guest coming up and a, a different episode coming up so um that is coming uh we'll just tease that for a, another week or two um and uh, we will be back hopefully next week uh and uh in the meantime we will see you uh in chat rooms facebook groups making comments and uh we we'll look forward to seeing you next week
1: take care bye-bye